Bush and Richie here with your Daily Takeaway podcast. You're about to hear uh, a, a very, very lively show with a fantastic toasty finale, but we, we'll leave that for the actual programme itself. One thing we didn't really get a chance to, to do a deep dive into was the, the failure in Cornwall of the rocket launch that we, uh, we talked about on last night's show. I was, I was saddened about that. Um, I, I was excited to, to bring it to you yesterday. Yes. Uh, and we spoke about it on the show yesterday. And at 10 o'clock last night, I was one of the people who was on the YouTube live feed uh, watching the, uh, the, the, the converted 747 take off with its payload underneath. Uh, and then they said it was going to be about an hour and a half until it got to the correct altitude and the right place. And I thought, oh, well, uh, yeah, there's not much to be seen here now, so I'm just going to uh, turn off. So to wake up... You are probably hoping to wake up and find out that it kind of yeah. got to Mars or something, do you know what I mean? Yeah, to, to, to wake up and find out that there was a, a rocket and anomaly and nothing happened was quite disappointing. And what is an anomaly? I mean, come on, let's get... Uh, you need the language a bit clearer here. What the hell is a rocket anomaly? Some people might say that this show is an anomaly. It is. You're about to hear that for yourself. This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. Standing in solidarity with anyone else who's sick to death of terrible weather. <laughs> sick of it. It's awful outside. I'm, I'm just hoping these are tinted windows and it's really not that bad. I've never thought about that. I reckon it might be the end of the world. You know the bit in Ghostbusters when Rick Moranis is on top of his tower block? It looks like that where we are at the moment. Uh, well, if that is the case, I saw somebody going out in style on the train today uh, between Stratford and Tottenham Court Road on the train. A journey of just four stops, and I'd say probably a mere seven or eight minutes. I saw a fellow passenger, Bosch 6 Toffifi. <laughs> It was an amazing scene, all right? They, 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 they sat down at Stratford, yeah. put their rucksack on their lap, opened it up and got, op- got out a new box of Toffifi. Bit of a Christmas staple. So they, they're like little tiny like biscuit things, are they? Yeah, they are. So it's like a little uh, toffee semicircle. You've got a hazelnut set in chocolate on it. It's tiny little things. They took the cellophane off, brand new pack, and then started tucking in. After four <laughs> Toffifi... Yeah. They put the bag, put the put the box back in the bag. Obviously, thinking that's enough. That's enough. Right, to come Fifi. on, this, this is going to go quickly. There's only twelve to Fifi in a box. Yeah. Kind of thing you'd normally be sharing around the family in the lounge after Christmas dinner. Yeah. But then one more stop goes, and they're like, "No, I want more." <laughs> so the bags opened up again. Back out. out comes the Tf- I had to get off. I reckon by the time that that trailer got to Paddington, the whole box had gone. I was. I have to be be straight with you. I love. To Fifi, and I was in awe at the speed these were being eaten. I think maybe when you when you go over a certain point, would say to Fifi, yeah. say twelve in a box, you've done seven or eight. Uh, you can't have the, the remnants in your bag then, because I've had this before where stuff's fallen out of my pocket when I've got home, and like a, load, a couple of you know two or three Mars bar wrappers in case. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> so you got you got to get rid of the rest of the evidence, and you, you're all in them by that point. It was aren't weird. You? There were so many questions in my head. I was thinking. It's the 10th of January. That's generally a Christmas thing, but this, this was opened on the train. So did, did they pick it up as a bargain in the supermarket and think, oh, that's reduced. I, I might have that for the train. Or has it been there since Christmas Day thinking, no, I'm going to save that for when I go in Central on the 10th of January? Well, when I used to work in a call centre uh, back in the early 2000s in Bristol, uh, we, had, we had a bloke in our office who they never worked out who it was, but he was going into the loo, yeah. eating like a, a Sarah Lee cake. <laughs> And there's stuff in the box in the toilet. And our boss had to send out an email. So, look, if you're going to eat your Sarah Lee's, just do it in the office. Now, look, I, 
I could do a chocolate orange in half an hour, I reckon. I heard that rumour. In fact, I think my, my, my throat is drying up at, even at the thought of it. You're getting quite emotional about it. <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's chocolate, it's food. <laughs> Out of curiosity, I thought I'd have a look. Yeah. Do not try this at home, but the official world record for the fastest Terry's chocolate orange is 58 seconds. See, I wouldn't want to get involved with that. I, I, that's quite claggy, isn't it, a Terry's chocolate I orange? I would choke. not want to try that, and I wouldn't encourage anyone to try it. It'd be awful. But, and what a way to go. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I remember going up a hill in Brixham, really high hill called Cud's Hill, uh, eating a boost. Right. You know, like, I and love that, them. And that clagged. And I, I had a little bit of a panic attack. <laughs> Most you've done in one sitting. For me, uh, my personal best uh, in terms of what I eat when I go to McDonald's, everyone's got their own little thing, but I won't go for like a McDonald's meal. I'll have like two or three cheeseburgers and a large portion of chips. It's how Elvis dies. Uh, and basically for me, the most I've ever done is five cheeseburgers, one large portion of chips and a Coke. In one sitting? In one sitting. So like it, on one tray, you've and I, got five cheeseburgers. And let me tell you this, I only just stopped with the cheeseburgers. I could have carried on. I don't think there's a limit to how many of those McDonald's cheeseburgers I could eat. And only one packet of fries with those five cheeseburgers. Make them last. Do the maths. Divide them out. Wow. Plan ahead. The most you've done in one sitting of one particular thing, please. 8, 12, 15 for your text. Uh, someone's mentioned Weetabix. And do you know what? I've always, I've always wondered about how far you could push it with Weetabix in Quite the bowl. Quite dry, isn't it? Because like, if you have two, you're wasting your time. Yeah. <laughs> Three is okay. Four, then you suddenly start to feel like you're Jeff Capes. This person says they can have. They normally have 12 in one go. That's the most they've ever done. 12 Weetabix in one go. That's like almost sort of half a stand of it. I'd love to know what you're eating that out of. Incredible. Like a Tupperware container. <laughs> uh, Neil's hanging on. Most in one sitting, Neil. I love cheese. Yeah, I'm a big cheese maniac. Uh, I go for my Stiltons and my veiny stuff. Oh, yeah. And I've done a thousand grams of Stilton out of one of them presentation packs. You know, the, the round circular Christmas presentation packs yep. and the nice posh boxes. It's, a, it's like a little bit like plywood, isn't it? But it isn't, you know what I mean? It's so just to confirm, you, you have done in one sitting a thousand grams of Stilton. A thousand grams, and I've absolutely gone for it. And the lads in sitting, I'm a plumbing and eating engineer, and the guys in the plumbing workshop know what I'm like. I'm an absolute animal. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Hang on. <laughs> have you done, I mean, let's also, for those who don't know their metrics, should we clear this up? That's a kilogram of Stilton in one sitting. It's a lot of Stilton. Have you I'm, done that I'm in your workshop in front of your workmates? Yeah, yeah, I've done it in sea plumbing stuff, and everybody's gone, Neil, you are an absolute animal. And were you having this with crackers and pickle, or was this just with your hands out the packet? No, 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 straight Stilton, straight out of the box, Duck. Wow. Straight out of the box. Wow. <laughs> and how were you, like, apparently you're supposed to have like weird dreams if you have too much cheese. What were your dreams well, yeah, like? Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's a big cholesterol hit, I know that, but I'm a fittish guy, I, keep, I look after myself, Ish. I try to be so-called, you know. Okay. But, I mean, uh, if you're having a bit of cholesterol, nothing like a thousand grams of Stilton to sort it out, is it really? It's straight out of, like, a story about Henry VIII, absolutely love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get yourself on one of them big banquet nights and the eighth. Get all the wenches in, all the port, all the stilts, and you'll have it large. <laughs> Thank you, Neil. Thanks, Neil. Bye-bye. Uh, Danny says that in a previous job, she once ate an entire tube of Pringles while stuck in traffic for 30 minutes but... on the A3. <laughs> uh, proving the point that once you pop, uh, you just can't stop. What is the most you have managed in one sitting of something? The, the problem I've got with that is I would not want to put my hands on the steering wheel. You know, dirty, dusty, greasy hands after the crisps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no I mean, it should be should be eaten at home and then you'd wipe your hands. But yeah, you're going to get a very greasy wheel. At least take some wet wipes with you. Uh, Adrian says, hi there, I want I once done a whole jar of pickled onions in one sitting. Oh.
Can you even imagine that? Uh, we've got Mark on the line. He's very proud about this. Very impressive one-sitting story, haven't you, Mark? What was it? It's actually a family box of Maltesers. Talk us through it. Exactly what happened, Mark? So last, last week I dropped off my son at football training, nipped to the shop, local shop, went in, Maltesers on offer, a small pouch bag was about a pound, a little box was a couple of pounds. By far the best was about 300 grams of Maltesers. About three pounds. I bought them, went back to training, and while I was sat there waiting for him, at the whole box. <laughs> so you were in the car just polishing them all off? I was sat in the car, polished them off, and before he got in the uh, back in the car, I spotted a bin in the car park and got rid of the evidence. <laughs> That's the thing, isn't it? Like, when you, when you do this, this impulsive eating, yeah. you then are compelled to try and, like, almost like, um, so, like, a, a, like a murderer covering their tracks. Hide, <laughs> hide the evidence. And then, and then the worst thing was, the next morning, I got back in my car to go to work, and there was one low Maltese on the passenger seat. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm I had to get on the way to work. I'm sure I've seen advertising, Mark, that has suggested that there's basically nothing in them, and they'd float if they weren't in the box. Right. So, you it's know, a bit of chocolate and mostly air. Mostly air. Don't you... enable him. He's going to do it at next football practice now. <laughs> it's tonight, actually. So, you know, I best stay in my car. Good lads, go for it. I want to know. I want to go back on that line that you went on earlier on mm-hmm. and check all the bins to see whether they stove the lot in. Because there's no way you're leaving four or five for the rest of the day. You've got to. You've got to finish them. They'd done half the box in one trip, so I think the rest of it was going. Uh, Michelle, uh, actually on this subject, Aldi gigantic sweet and salty popcorn gone in no longer than eight minutes. Oh in fact, words. I'm going to drive to Aldi now. We were asking you uh, to get in touch with the most you've consumed in one sitting. This person doesn't leave their name, and after you've heard the text, you'll understand why. They say. Our rugby club player of the year dance. There's a challenge to see who can eat the most profiteroles after dinner. The current record so far is 54. Uh, let's take one more of these. Lisa, what is the most you've done in one sitting? Uh, two packets of fig rolls. Jacob's fig rolls. Now, I love fig rolls. I used to eat fig rolls uh, back in the day when I was playing five-a-side football before the game because it's supposed to be good energy <laughs> for you. They're pretty good. But They're how good. much did you do before football, Bruce? Did you do two packets like Lisa? I'd have never got out of the car. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's about 24 fig rolls in one pack, Lisa. Uh, well, no, oh, in two, that'd be 24. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, about that. OK, how did you feel after you'd had 24 fig rolls? Fantastic. Bold as brass. <laughs> Wanted no to play five-a-side. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wasn't playing five-a-side. And dip, dipped in a cup of tea, brilliant. Controversial. Thank you. Bye. Nice one. Cheers, Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. The Daily Takeaway. Bush and Richie's Daily Takeaway. Joe, I've been dying to talk about this. I saw something extraterrestrial on the way home last night. Something out of this world. Jumped off the train at 8pm. Uh, pitch black, Chalkwell train station. Started walking uh, up the hill from the seaside to the house. Done the trip thousands of times. Listening to, of course, my Battle of Britain audiobook, as of you do. Course. As I was walking up the hill, pitch black, looked up into the sky... And I saw a circular ball, kind of orange, with a, like a 100, 200 foot yellow flame pouring out the back of it. And it went along for about seven or eight seconds, which felt like a hell of a long time. And then it completely disappeared. And I put on Twitter that I might have seen a comet. It was piled on by everybody, apparently it wasn't a comet. It was a meteor. I saw a meteor last I'm night. so jealous. Is that so, so jealous? What an amazing thing. I, genuinely, it's one of the most amazing things I've, I think I've ever seen. I feel genuinely privileged. The reason I'm jealous of you is, is, is obviously it turned out to be a, a big thing and, um, and people saw it, but 
For those of us who didn't see it with our own eyes, yeah. all we've got to go on is, is ring doorbell footage on social media. Yet you have, have, have seen it. You were there at the time. You, you, you get to know the colours and everything like that, whereas we just see sort of like grainy footage grainy of a footage. security camera. Well, I mean, this is the thing. It was way lower than I thought it would be. Right. It was quite low. So I was like, this is weird. Then I started to panic thinking, day of the Triffids, am I going to wake up? in a bit of trouble the next day. Do you remember how that panned yeah. out? <laughs> then I was singing the movie Cloverfield. Oh my God, is that the alien landing in the sea? Would he pick the, the, the Thames estuary? I don't know. Daft question. Was there any noise associated with it? Completely silent. Really? Just flame. And there was a, there was a, there was a, a plane coming into land at Southend Airport up there as well. So they, if you were on that plane, wow. you'd have had a mad view. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? A mad view. So I thought, let's, let's use this for inspiration for the show tonight. Uh, what is the most amazing thing you've ever seen in your life? Most amazing thing. For example, Tom has tweeted us to say, he once sprung a little plastic smurf into the air using a shatterproof plastic ruler. After several spins, bear with me on this, after several spins, he somehow came down and landed on his feet like a little blue Olympian. It was incredible. Wow. That's a once-in-a-lifetime thing. <laughs> Do you know what? My reflex reply is is not even as spectacular as the flying smurf off the shatterproof ruler. I'm sure it's up there. <laughs> flying Scotsman. Oh, the train with all the smoke and the steam and all that kind yeah, of... Yeah, yeah, 75 miles an hour going through Stevenage Station. That was great. And what, were you on a bridge? Were you on it or on a bridge? No, no, I was watching. Were you? Yeah. Have you ever been on the front, the Flying Scotsman? I've been on the footplate in King's Cross Station with it not moving, but seeing it move at 75 miles... It, I mean, it's not a meteor, but... It's not a smurf, it's a but thing it's, of it's a thing, thing of beauty. Aidan McGee says, for him, Les Ferdinand's opening day volley for QPR <laughs> at Villa, August 93, <laughs> defied every interpretation of physics and unsurprisingly surprisingly, made its way into the National Science Curriculum at Key Stage 4. Wow. wow. Right up there with a meteor. Someone's texted to say, I once saw someone eat one kilogram of Stilton in one sitting. <laughs> Good call back to earlier on. Uh, uh, Bennett says, I remember in the 90s when cash machines had perspex screens over them that would retract when you put your card in, I once saw a shoe behind one of those screens with the words <laughs> out of service written on the cash point. That's brilliant. Cat uh, was in Iceland when that big volcano was Ooh. spurting lava at the top and everything. That, that'd be an amazing thing to see. I genuinely thought you meant the supermarket to start with. That's not a particularly <laughs> notable location. Carla says, sat on a fence under the flight path at the side of the M1 when Concorde came into land back in the early 90s. Oh, I can't believe Concorde's not going anymore. I saw Concorde take off from Bournemouth Airport once. It's the most amazing sight. Well, we did our radio show back in Bristol back in the day on like a little wooden platform when Concorde came in for its final landing ahead of going in the hangar. Ah, oh, wow. At Filton, which is an amazing thing. So... It's weird, it's the very rare moment in technology that technology goes backwards. Yeah. Got, you know, away from yeah. supersonic, really bizarre. Uh, Mike says, my daughter born 14 weeks premature, not breathing, watch the doctors and nurses get her going. Now a strapping 16-year-old doing her A-levels. Brilliant. Which is an amazing thing. Uh, Neil says, most amazing thing he's ever seen is a sparky sweeping up after him. Let's not use it for that, please. <laughs> uh, we've got Hattie on the line. Hattie, what's the amazing, most amazing thing you've ever seen? So, a couple of years ago, I was on holiday with my family. We went to Orlando to do the typical Disney thing. Um, found out that SpaceX were going to be doing a rocket launch. Right. So we trekked over to Cocoa Beach to see the launch, which unfortunately then got scrubbed um, literally at the last second. Fully expected, not going to get a chance to see a rocket again. Uh, next day, found out they were launching again. Got up at stupid o'clock in the morning. Managed to see it. Stood on the balcony at our hotel. Wow. And what was it like? Because I mean, very few people get to see rocket launches. What's it like? Um, it was really surreal. Is probably the only way I can explain it. It was sort of sat there going, oh my God, that's a rocket launch. And it was kind of being a massive Trekkie and my family being Trekkies, it was literally seeing 
things go where no things have been before. So Now, same question I asked of Bush about the meteor last night. Was there any sound associated with it, or were you too far away at that point? We were far too far away, unfortunately, oh. but um, it, it was pretty awesome just to see it just in the distance. And you must have been fairly relieved then that you didn't take the day off work and head to Cornwall last night for, for the big <laughs> launch down there. Yeah, I just had to make do with YouTube, and I'm glad I didn't even stay awake long enough to, to watch that fail. So. You, I had the same feeling ever since pre-season. <laughs> <laughs> Good speech, Hattie. Take care. Thanks so much. Love this one from Tess. It says, most amazing thing I've seen as an eight-year-old was my dad reviving my hamster with CPR wow. after its sibling had suffocated it by sleeping on top of it whilst it dangled its head over the rotostack tunnel. Wow. My dad still reminds me of his ability to bring things back to life. He's a hero. He is a hero, that guy. He deserves a movie. We've got Sarah on the line. Sarah, what's the most amazing thing you've seen with your own eyes? The meteor shower in the Oman when, um, when I was in the army. Oh, wow. What were you doing in Oman then? What were you up to and what, and what part of the army were you in? I was in the Royal Signals and we were on exercise and we were waiting to be ambushed um, and uh, we were on a, um, on a, a sand dune. Sounds a lot more romantic than it was. <laughs> With an ambush on the way, I don't think very romantic. <laughs> um, but it was amazing. It was like a firework display. It was awesome. Oh, wow, that is unbelievable. And, and, and I guess that will stay with you for the rest of your life, that amazing vision. Absolutely. It was absolutely phenomenal. And because it was in the desert, there was no light pollution at all, so you could see everything. Now, you just got off the train with your meteor sighting yesterday. Does that yeah. marry up with the romantic sounds of the uh, the sand dunes of Oman? Whilst Beach Avenue in Leon Sea is a romantic <laughs> location, it's not quite up there with Oman. <laughs> and how many how many meteors were there? Because we just had one in uh, in Essex. Oh, there was hundreds. I mean, it, it went on for ages as well. So there was, um, there must have been about um, fifteen a minute. That's a lot of meteors. Yeah, that's a lot of meteors. Yeah. It was. It, I mean, it was amazing. Hey, listen, lovely to speak to you. What do you do now then? Are you out of the army, or what, what does life hold for you now? Uh, yes, I'm out of the army. I'm now an information and advice officer for Age UK. Oh, oh wow. wow! Check you out with your career change. Good on you. <laughs> Thank you. Always ready to be ambushed. Always. <laughs> this is the Daily Takeaway. Daily Takeaway. Can't wait for this. Can't wait. For, even though, as you heard a little bit earlier on the show, uh, producer Nick has tendered his resignation ahead of uh, having deep-rooted concerns about the health implications of what we're about to toast tonight on the show. That's right, folks. Suggested by one of you guys, we're about to toast the legendary El Chapo. Toasty Tuesday. Every week on the show, we toast your suggestions. But when Simon got in touch with us uh, with this recipe, named the El Chapo... Our taste buds were peaked. Key to this one is you wrap your toasty in streaky bacon. <laughs> wow. Well, there we go. You had me at that. He's never done, we've never yeah. actually wrapped anything outside the no, bread before, have we? No. So this will be a first with us. So, uh, And what's inside the toasty if it's wrapped around with, with bacon? So inside the toasty, obviously, you've got your bread. And then, really, you could chuck in what you want. But for me, mozzarella, grated cheddar, pepperoni... Mm and a bit of ham. OK, so, Simon, thank you again. And if, you, if you've got a suggestion, hometime at absolutelyradio.co.uk. This is the biggest collection of ingredients we've ever used for Toasty Tuesday. It certainly is. Never have we toasted anything with bacon on the outside. And we do it next. This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. 
Simon, listener Simon, his El Chapo, uh, which is a toasted sandwich with bacon wrapped around it. A bit of a first for us. Uh, inside the sandwich, mozzarella, uh, your cheddar cheese, uh, you've got your pepperoni in there as well. We are very, very excited about this. Uh, it's just come out of the toaster. It looks a million dollars. I love the fact that we toasted it in the boardroom, Absolute Radio, to make sure it's near the window. It's, it's what the bosses would have wanted here uh, at Bauer. My concern about uh, the bacon wrapping around it and whether the toasty would seal it was unfounded. It, it looks perfect. But look, it's got all the classic flavours that, that you know work in a toasted sandwich. So I've, got, I've got a really good feeling about this. There's only one thing left to do, and that's dig in. Right. Here we go. The El Chapo. Wow. I'm getting notes of soft mozzarella. Pepperoni in there as well. The bacon on the outside, that saltiness. I sound like Greg Wallace, but it just works. I mean, this is to die for. I mean, if you have too many, you probably would, but this, this is amazing. Let's let you into a little secret. Sometimes on Toasty Tuesday, we don't finish the whole Toasty because some of them ain't that great. No. This one, we're having the whole, the whole lot. We'd have to put a long song on. This is like a pepperoni pizza in, in toasty form. Yeah, it's like a... a what, what do you call those pizzas you fold over? Calzone. It's like calzone. Honestly, this is incredible. The Daily Takeaway. Bush and Richie's Daily Takeaway. Just one final... Um, we won't keep talking about space exploration. It's been a lot in the last couple of days. But just one final thought about the... Uh, the, the failed British rocket. Oh, yeah. Um, the people I feel sorry for are the, the two pilots of the 747 that uh, took the rocket up to altitude, dropped it, because then they... All they've got to do is then get back to Newquay, land, and as far as they know, what great success. Oh, yeah, they're all thinking, Wee! Wonderful, here's your 747 back, let's stick another rocket on. They get off, get down the stairs, and it's like... Now, guys, the, the rocket didn't work. Oh, imagine that. Imagine one of them does flag out the window. Yeah. <laughs> flag out the window. You've you got the flag. You can do, yeah, we do flag out the window. You sure? Yes, do it. Come on, this, hey, this is history, mate. But what about all those glum faces? No, no, no. Just, <laughs> flag. Start doing flag out the window. I think it's been hijacked or something. <laughs>